Now, <laughs> you know, depending on where you are, who you're searching, you know, what you're searching for. What you're searching, <laughs> as you mentioned earlier. Um, 15 minutes may do it. You know, if somebody's, <laughs> if you out here doing some shady stuff and your girlfriend or your boyfriend walk in the room or your husband or your wife or your kids. That quick, that quick delete. Right. <laughs> your kids walk in the room. You may want to do a quick delete before you turn that computer over so somebody can do those searches. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, aka Brother Tech. And this is Nika Monford, aka Tech Savvy Diva. And welcome back to the Snob OS show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. Uh, we want to thank everybody for coming back. This is episode 126. Uh, we're moving right along. And without further ado, we're going to get right into it. Uh, let's start with the lowdown. Where we talk all things Apple, um, the popularity of the AirPods. I think Apple wants to uh, double down and uh, looks like based on the rumors that Apple is going to release a pair of Beats Studio in ear earbuds. Of course, they're not going to be the traditional white Apple earbuds. I think that's the traditional Apple look to where they're the white, you know, or the, you know, the space gray or the traditional Apple colors. These from based on the pictures that I saw, they're going to be in ear Ear earbuds are going to be black, and of course, they're going to have the Beats logo on the outside. Um, some people, of course, the super sleuths that dig through all the iOS updates, uh, they found this info within the iOS 14.6 beta. But other than that, that is it. No word on pricing, uh, no word on availability, uh, no word on if these actually exist outside of maybe some lines of code or some additional information within iOS 14.6. Of course, Beats is owned by Apple, so these possibly could compete against maybe the entry-level AirPods or even the AirPods Pro based on if they have any sort of noise canceling, anything like that. So I guess I wanted to ask you, you know, do you think uh, by Apple using Beats to release a competitor to AirPods, do you think that'll take some of the muster from the Apple branded AirPods or is this a good problem to have? I think it's a good problem to have because we also have to keep in mind there are a lot of people who just hate Apple and don't want to have any Apple products. So this is a way it seems to me for Apple to get in on some of that money. They can offer an Apple, a technically an Apple product that people will buy because it's not Apple branded. And again, you know, if the money shifts from AirPods to Beats, which I don't think it's likely a huge shift, all that money still goes back into Apple. So I, I think it's a good problem to have. Yeah. And I think, you know, the Beats brand is super popular, still super popular. You know, I think that if they released a line of, you know, pro-ish Beats in their earbuds, I think a lot of people will scoop those up. You know, like I said, I don't think that will, you know, People like us who, you know, are particular to the Apple brand won't necessarily switch over to Beats for any reason, you know, other than, you know, maybe they're cheaper. I could see the Beats Studio ear and ear earbuds maybe being a little bit cheaper, but even still not enough for me to say, yeah, you know, uh, let me try them out, you know. Yeah. 
All right. All right. So moving on. Uh, another thing, keeping with the Apple music uh, theme, Apple is that looking to add hi-fi music to a streaming library. Um, no word on, well, the, there's availability in June possibly, but, uh, Apple will also add lossless audio and Dolby Atmos, uh, functionality to their music library. Uh, the pop, the, the popular thing is there's no extra cost to, uh, mm-hmm. Apple users. So, you know, like, uh, I remember when, um, title first came out. I remember when Spotify first came out, they offered like premium or, you know, step up prices to get hi-fi lossless Mm -hmm. music. But it looks like Apple has decided they're just going to add all of those to their streaming library. The only problem, possible problem with that is HomePod will only support Dolby Atmos. So you think of your traditional HomePod and then a smaller HomePod mini You'll only be able to get the dope Dolby Atmos sound. You won't get the lossless um, audio like you would if you had AirPods or, you know, any other sort of audio headphones from Apple. So I just wanted to, you know, get your get your opinion on that. Are you a big uh, lossless audio fan or do you even notice? So I'm not a huge Apple music user. Mm-hmm. Um, I primarily use Spotify and Tidal. Mm-hmm. And um, I've tried both the step-down version and the hi-fi version mm-hmm. of Tidal. And I have noticed a difference. Um, it's just, you know, when Apple Music came out, I already had, you know, Spotify Premium right. and Tidal. I was like, there's no need to buy anything else. But I think the angle that they're coming at, coming from is we're not going to upcharge you. So that may ship some people to say, okay, I can drop down to the lower tier, say maybe on title and then just, you know, get into the Apple music or, you know, use the Apple music for the hi-fi. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I can see a lot of people uh, jumping on that as well. You know, of course, Apple is trying to, you know, keep everybody in the ecosystem, you know, so being able to offer that and plus, you know, Apple is one of the giants when it comes to music streaming. So, it, I don't think it's nothing for them to flip a switch. You know, there's no extra programming. There's no major revisioning of the Apple Music app. You just, you know, turn on that switch to allow lossless audio or Adobe Atmos and then boom, you know, there's another reason for people not to leave the ecosystem. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, the last story in the lowdown, which I thought was surprising, but to be expected, I guess, 96% of iOS users are opting out of app tracking. So we've talked about this, you know, past couple episodes, specifically with Facebook, you know, they had this big campaign against Apple saying, you know, it's going to drastically change or alter their small business owners ability to reach their customers. If, if, if it's allowed for Apple to give people the option to opt in to uh, ad tracking. And basically what it is, is, you know, according to Facebook and some other uh, advertisers, you know, if you allow yourself to be tracked across websites, go to a website, you do a Google search for something, you view something, you click on something, that information can then be sent back to advertisers so they can do a better job, air quotes, of serving you relevant ads. Who knows what else they do with it, but that's the explanation. Well, without that ability to track, uh, Facebook was kind of, saying, hey, this is going to affect us majorly. 
And <laughs> it looks like they were right because 96 people. I'll just read this story, read this from the story that I pulled it from. Data from Flurry Analytics shows users rejecting tracking at much higher rates than were predicted by surveys that were conducted before iOS 14.5 went live. One of those surveys found that just shy of 40 percent would opt into tracking when prompted. That's the survey. They said maybe 40 percent of people will opt out. <laughs> well, come to find out. <laughs> Only 4% of users actually allow tracking, which is, that is a lot. That is a yeah, big I, jump. <laughs> yeah, I assumed that it would be a high number. Mm -hmm. I just didn't think it would be 96%. I figured maybe somewhere in the 70s, maybe low 80s, but I, and that was being, you know, extremely optimistic. I am, I'm surprised <laughs> that it's this high of a number. Right. Yeah, so we'll see what that means for advertisers. Uh, you know, my original thought was, and it still may be true, they may just have to adjust, change how they do advertising. Maybe they do more um, email inbox tracking, um, not tracking, but uh, marketing advertising to where that way uh, people feel more, have more power over how they're tracked. Because if I go to a website, go to a product, whatever. I enter my email and click the box that says, you know, um, people can reach out to me for whatever the, you know, the fine print says, you know, maybe advertisers will have to do that more because it looks like there are people when given the option, yeah, no, I don't want you to track me randomly. Now, if you reach out to me directly, I may let you track me like through email, but like just randomly, just nah, that's creepy. <laughs> it's very creepy. The whole prospect of I am clicking on an ad in your app, but when I leave it, you're still tracking me. It, that's stalkerish. Right, right. And even if it's anonymous data, even if uh, they're not tracking my address or my social security number so or they say. right, so they say allegedly. You know, that still is just weird to know that I'm on my phone doing whatever. You know, there's some people I don't do any crazy stuff on my phone. But there's some people who search for some things, <laughs> look <laughs> for some things, participate in some things <laughs> that not even in, on VPN. Or right, VPN, right. No, no private window, no yeah, incognito mode. They just out <laughs> here just in the wild doing stuff. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those people in the back of their mind is like, wait, uh, is Facebook watching me do this? <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Because I know I saw something. I want to say I saw it was either on Twitter or Instagram. Apparently, some TikToker showed that Apple is invis the iPhone is invisibly like taking pictures of your screen or something. No, I didn't see this. Yeah, I thought I bookmarked it, but I didn't. But I think I saw it on Instagram because a TikToker was, it was, I think it was on like, you know, like Baller Alert or Shade Room or something like mm -hmm. that, where this TikToker was able to prove that they are doing invisible, you know, photography of your your phone. And I was like, wow. Well, like taking screenshots or actually <laughs> taking a picture using a camera? Taking a picture using the camera. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. Was he saying, was was the user saying that this was TikTok or was he saying this was Apple? 
This was Apple. They just, they were on, they said it on TikTok. Okay. They said it on TikTok. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they weren't saying they were using the TikTok app and the TikTok Mm -hmm. app was taking pictures. Okay. Right. I want to try and find it. Maybe I'll see if I can find it. Okay. But yeah, I was like, wow. And unfortunately, you know, Instagram doesn't let you bookmark stuff like Twitter does. Yeah. And going in to try to find something posthumously (laughs) in Facebook or Instagram, you can forget it. If that screen refreshes, it's a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) Completely lose your place. Yeah. There should be an option to where, you know, um, don't auto refresh. Right, let right. Me, let me scroll back up to the top when I feel like. Let it. me continue where I was when I, you know, went to another screen or another app. <laughs> right. So yeah, all that to say that's um, surprising, but not surprising in the fact that most people probably wouldn't voluntarily opt into being tracked all around the place, even if it is just to serve me quote unquote relevant ads, which in and of itself is creepy because you know me and my wife have have just like like yesterday we're starting to see all of these um certified financial planner and uh, uh brokerage ads on our television and hmm. uh my wife was like you know uh well how did they know we were doing searches for how did they know we were talking about looking for a financial planner i was like you know we use youtube tv and i was like who owns youtube tv and she was like, oh, Google. I'm like, where did you search in your search box? What did you type? It's all tied together. Right. And But she was like, well, she said, well, I didn't think, how did they put it on the TV as a commercial? I'm like, well, you ever, well, and you may not have this issue. I don't know if you know, but sometimes when we're watching a TV program, it'll be like blank, you know, and it'll have music, background music, and it'll say your broadcast will start shortly or whatever the case may be. And I was trying to tell her, I'm like, well, all of those ads aren't ads that the network, somebody purchased through the network. Those are ads that people bought from Google. So they're using Google ads to put commercials on Google TV and they don't get the timing down right. So, you know, Google may run an ad in the place to where there's supposed to be a commercial break. But the Mm -hmm. Google ad may be shorter than the actual commercial break. So they got to fill in that extra time with that blank. So that's what that is, you know, versus normally when you watch a television show, you know, it'd be commercial break, commercial, 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 then right into the next show. When you had that little blank space in time, you know, somebody didn't do the math to where the Google ads specifically for YouTube TV, you know, Mm -hmm. the Google ads ran faster than actual network break. So I was trying to explain out. She's like, Oh, okay. That makes more sense. So all that to say, you know, the fact that, you know, you could just be having a conversation and Alexa or uh Google home or your phone, maybe listening, you know, cause you got your microphone turned on. Cause there are some apps that are doing that to where you just be talking and then, <laughs> Oh word, let me write that down. Let and, me make a note. <laughs> and serve you this irrelevant ad, which in and of itself is creepy. I would much rather get random ads. Even if even if I am searching for something, mm. the fact that I'm searching it over here and then I turn to go do this over here and it's like, oh, follow me over here. <laughs> it's all one big like ecosystem. Right. Very minority reportish. And I don't think we're ready for the precogs to come yet. <laughs> right. And I did find um the invisible 
photograph deal. Okay. So the TikTok user was Bree Thomason. And so the video that she was showing is um, the mobile device was snapping infrared images of an iPhone user. Um, and so what she said is a digital camera using an infrared lens is seen filming an iPhone user observing his home screen. So it says, I'm reading from this article I found um, on a local Fox um, uh, news program, uh-huh. uh, KTVX. Anyway, so it says, as the iPhone user stares at the device, Thomason's digital camera captures the iPhone snapping multiple infrared images every five to 10 seconds. So as you can imagine, people are like, oh my God, they're tracking me, they're tracking me. But Apple did come back and say that they know this is an aspect of the iPhone and the aspect that this digital camera was capturing of the infrared is the technology and the camera that allows users to control their face ID and their animoji. Uh, so you got know you. your animoji got you. and right. tracks your right. face and your movement. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that is what was what, firing off what, what they were capturing, mm-hmm. what they were seeing. Um, Allegedly, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, she has a video of it of it happening. So. Well, what what Apple's uh, explanation oh, yeah, what for Apple's it? Saying, yeah, what Apple's explanation is yes. Definitely, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And also it says, according to Apple, the feature is available on iPhone 10 and later in iPad Pro models mm-hmm. with the A12X Bionic chip. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So they're saying it's a new feature um, that's a part of their True Depth IR camera. Right, right. Which so is, it is true. It is a thing. You know, they've touted that before. Again, you know, of course, we're not reading in user license agreements. We're not reading any of that stuff. So I'm pretty sure maybe somewhere dug deep into those hundreds of pages or whatever. You know, they did mention that it will be on and active as it learns or adapts to or adjusts to whatever environmental, you know, situational thing that they need in order to fine tune this program. But again, you know, I think companies going forward, they're going to have to do a much better job at explaining to us in clear, concise, short, you know, ways, this is what we're going to be doing, you know, and, and this is why we're doing it and leave it up to, you know, don't give me the option to opt in versus mm-hmm. just automatically opting me in. And then I have to figure out how to opt out. Right. Or giving people the option. Like a lot of people don't use emojis. Mm-hmm. Allow me to turn that off all the way off, completely yeah. off, <laughs> disable that on and off as I prefer. Right. But that's essentially what the invisible photos of you are. Right. So it is a thing. Mm-hmm. But according to Apple, it appears that it's not for any nefarious reasons, but right. it is a thing. All right. All right. So that's all we got in the lowdown. Let's move on to second string where we talk all things tech. Uh, Google I.O. was this week, I think. And I think that's well, I think that is Google's, you know, big yearly annual event to where they launch new products, launch new services, tell you what's going on. And pretty much most of the second string is full of some of these interesting things that come out of Google. So the first one I got is um, Google smartphone camera, the Pixel. Uh, is going to do a better job at predicting darker skin. Uh, and I'll just read a couple of quotes that I thought were interesting. They come from this Gizmo story, Gizmodo story, rather. Uh, for people of color, photography has not always been seen as 
as we want it to be seen, even in some of our own Google products. Uh, Google Samir Samat said uh, Google says it's making changes to uh, auto white balance adjustments to bring out natural brown tones. So basically what Google is saying is our bad, um, you know, going back to this whole, you know, inherent bias in technology to where they are going to start tweaking some of their uh, photography technology to do a better job of um, um, capturing dark, pic darker skin. Some of the things they also mentioned was the computer will also consider hairstyles, including a more accommodating portrait mode for curly and wavy hair, uh, doing a better job of consulting with a diverse team of photographers, artists, and designers to help improve its computational photography algorithm, so on and so forth. So, you know, this kind of uh, goes along with those stories that we talked about to where, you know, two of their engineers at Google, black women specifically, were specifically pointing to the fact that there is some inherent bias being built into Google um, artificial intelligence, machine learning. And, you know, I don't know if this is a direct connection to that, but the fact that going forward to now at Google's I.O., they have uh, listed at least one way that Google is going to do better at, you know, being more accommodating of people of different um, backgrounds, specifically in this case, uh, different skin tones. So a bit of a tangent on that. Um, I'm not usually a huge like news program kind of watcher, mm -hmm. but there was this um, on 60 Minutes, um, Anderson Cooper um, did this whole big segment on um, photo bias, uh, AI bias in um, the cameras that some um, of uh, law enforcement are using. Mm -hmm. uh, there have been several instances where black men have been um, uh, accused of a crime that it wasn't necessary. It wasn't them. Mm -hmm. It was a miss. They, the, basically, the way that the algorithm was trained was incorrect, and it was leading to false um, to false arrests. Mm -hmm. But the thing that is getting the most um, conversation out of that article is the omission of black women scientists in this space. Mm -hmm. So they interviewed the black men, of course, who were wrongfully arrested mm -hmm. or accused of a crime. But what they didn't do is include any of the black women AI scientists that have been leading this research. We've talked about Timit uh, Gebru from uh, Google a lot. Mm -hmm. um, there's another um, female scientist, God, forgive me for, if I say your name incorrectly, Joy Bulolamwini and uh, Inoluwu Deborah Raj. So these are three female black scientists who have been doing groundbreaking research as it relates to racial bias and artificial intelligence, as it relates to um, uh, images and camera capture. But while seeming to exclude any of the black voices and black women specifically on the research side of this, yes, right. they interviewed the black men who were victims of this, mm -hmm. but the women who have been doing the research and kind of ringing the alarm, um, they were completely left out of this conversation. But what they did do was have a programmer, a white man programmer, um, have this, they had this whole conversation with him. 
and he was citing he was he is a computer scientist at uh, NIST, which is National Institute of Standards and Technology, mm-hmm. and a lawyer at Georgetown Center and Privacy and Technology. Two white men who they are going to for leading edge information. And the thing is, the information that these men were talking about, mm-hmm. it was not as recent as the information. These women have been doing this work long before the NIST study came out. Right. So there is information already out there. Mm-hmm. The alarm has already been rung, but they choose in a conversation regarding racial bias mm-hmm. to exclude three of the most four leading uh, scientists in this space who happen to be black women and, have a conversation and who have been discussing this, trying to raise awareness, you know, get the word out. Um, right. Yeah. That, you know, um, we know I, what it is. I think it, for, for a quick hit job, quick, quick hit story, you know, of mm-hmm. course, 60 minutes, I'm not saying that's, you know, a quick hit, but uh, it's, I think it's easier to point or interview or examine the effect versus really digging deep into the cause. You know, I think news, you know, reporters, news outlets, you know, they're just, okay, we're just going to report the news when in actuality, a lot of people look at the news, watch the news and are under the assumption that they are the ones that are driving, you know, driving these causes, driving awareness for these causes. And they are, you know, there are a lot of news media outlets who are raising awareness, raising, you know, interest in certain things. But, you know, I think journalists, news people, you know, they really don't want to get too bogged down into actually not making change. But like you mentioned, it would have been easier, not easier. It would have been more complicated. It would have been harder to them. It would have been more work to try to search out some of these black women that you mentioned when it could, when it's just to them, it's just like, Hey, let's just go find somebody at random Institute and ask them a couple questions, but focus the majority of on the effect, which these cameras were falsely identifying and these black guys are getting thrown in jail, you know, uh, incorrectly. Right. And let me clarify, I did misspeak. So the lawyer, that I mentioned, it was not a white man. It was a white woman, Claire Garvey. And she did, um, because there was this big dust up on Twitter, she did come back and say, you know, they should have done more to highlight this, Mm -hmm. especially since there's a whole movie on Netflix called Coded Bias Mm -hmm. that these three women have participated in Mm -hmm. that pretty much lays all this out. So this is on Netflix. So it's not some small on YouTube series or some extra or they had to do a whole lot of research to to find out who these people are when there's a Netflix story. So, you know, right. So throw my earlier (laughs) (laughs) idea on out the window about, you know, being harder to find these people who may not want to speak up or whatever. Obviously, they do because they're on Netflix. Right. Right. So, yeah. So um, all that to say all around the world say, you know. It looks like Google is starting to, at the very least, uh, make some uh, uh, fundamental changes at, or just recognize how some of their technology, even though it is, there is no human actually doing the 
in this case, taking pictures, you know, but we create this code, we create the software, we create this hardware and some of our biases naturally will bleed into some of this technology. And the fact that they are making this change shows that they are starting to acknowledge that even even just on a on a very basic level. All right. All right. So moving on to the next story, uh, another thing out of Google, like I mentioned, uh, Google is set to release a quote unquote quick delete button of your search history. So you found this story in Cultimac and uh, one of the Google people says we're introducing a new quick delete option to delete the last 15 minutes of your search. It's from your search history with a single tap from the Google account menu. Uh, the company just just for instance, like if you're doing a search in Google, the reason why this is so important is because the company doesn't just save the terms you look for, but also the page you visited as part of the search. It adds these search histories to your personal profiles. It creates for all users and then sells the info to the advertiser. So, of course, this goes goes back to our story about, you know, uh, advertisers following you advertisers tracking you around is not just as simple as saving your search history in order to better recommend some search results, you know, cause you know, the popular thing with Google, you go into Google and type in, how do I, and it auto completes, you know, with a random amount of things. A lot of people assume, well, you know, they know what I've searched for. They know the words, the keywords that I've put in and that's how they use that to, well, no, they're doing a lot more than just using your Google search history to autocomplete your search results. They are actually looking at pages that you search. They're also creating a profile so then they can sell that info to advertisers. So to, I guess, in this whole new data privacy world, this, you know, Apple's doing it. You know, Facebook's trying to fight it, but <laughs> they're getting dragged along, you know. Yeah. This Kicking is, and screaming, right, but they right. have to agree to this it. This is the new wave. You know, people are starting to speak out and starting to appreciate companies that are making a concerted effort to do a better job at protecting their data privacy. And it looks like Google is just one of those com- one of those companies with this new quick delete button that's giving you a little bit more control over your data and your privacy. But at the very least, like I said, giving you the option to quickly delete the last 15 minutes of your search history. Now, <laughs> you know, depending on where you are, who you're searching, you know, what you're searching for, what you're searching, <laughs> as you um, 15 minutes may do it. You know, if somebody's, <laughs> if you out here doing some shady stuff and your girlfriend or your boyfriend walk in the room or your husband or your wife or your kids, that quick, that quick delete, right? <laughs> your kids walk in the room. You may want to do a quick delete before you turn that computer over so somebody can do those searches. But of course, like I said, you know, the fact that they I just thought it was interesting because, like I said, in addition to just them saving your search history, they're actually following you around to some of your websites that you you know, are visiting and the things you're typing in those websites. So I thought that was interesting, you know, that Google's actually, you know, going that deep, you know. All right. All right. So that is it for second string. We're going to move right along with for the culture. Um, I think if again, if you. If you've been living under a rock, then you probably don't know about Bill Gates uh, and uh, him finally or not finally him separating from his uh, wife, Melinda Gates. Um, we at the beginning just kind of assumed that they just come to this conclusion that, hey, 
you know, we've been in it for a while. You know, we're comfortable in our skin to where we are okay with finally just deciding we're going to, you know, split amicably. But we're still going to do all these things. You know, we're still we're still the foundation. Together. We're still the foundation together. We're yeah. still, you know, doing this good philanthropic work in which they are. But it looks like then it's not as clean as is not as clean and not as simple as that. Um, some of the earlier stories that I heard uh, were was the fact that, you know, uh, Bill Gates, shortly after getting married to his wife, Melinda, um, she was they were under some sort of agreement that he was. Oh, she was he was allowed you know, air quotes to still go on this yearly vacation with his ex-girlfriend or something like that. That was one of the earlier things I heard, but again, that one I didn't hear. So what? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I I heard he had an arrangement with his wife and his wife okayed him being able to take this annual vacation trip or something with his Mm ex-girlfriend. Of course, that lasted for like a year or two or something like that. And then the ex-girlfriend who he was going on this trip with got married. And I guess the husband was like, yeah, no, there's no more. I'm not down like that. <laughs> so that's when that stopped. <laughs> that was the only thing I had heard that could have been some sort of, you know. Salacious. Right, right, right. But no, that's not it. <laughs> um, I I don't have a specific link for this story because I pulled all this stuff from all the different links. Different and I sources, it, right. Yeah. So one of the things that I heard. Um, that uh bill was uh was <laughs> literally <laughs> digging in sending emails to microsoft and microsoft and bill and gates uh what is it bill and melinda, bill gates, and melinda Fun- gates yeah foundation. foundation uh employees he was uh petitioning them via company email so shooting his shot on in, the microsoft in, email in the in the email inbox you know I, uh, uh i didn't put the quote in here but i thought i read where he would say if you're uncomfortable with this forget it never happened <laughs> forget i wrote this <laughs> we, i didn't say it we can still work but together into it. right we can still work together it'll be cool no issues or whatever you know on its on its head i don't necessarily have a problem with that but the fact that you are bill gates the owner the founder the leader the the superior and you're doing it with a subordinate that's a whole nother level it's one thing for me as a co-worker to be a co-worker for somebody and shoot them an email you know that's kind of like this on the same level type thing you know because people hook up at work all the time right right the fact that you know the founder and the owner of the company is actually doing it Makes it a little bit awkward to actually look at them in the face afterwards and pretend like this never happened. So that was weird. Another and that's really bold of him. Right. I mean, like hella bold. Right, right. One of the major things that came out of this was uh recently uh Bill Gates stepped down from the Microsoft board in twenty twenty amid allegations of appropriate relationship with a staffer shortly after his marriage to Melinda Gates. So in addition to the the ex girlfriend he's taking trips with, you know he. But he's in no. Right, he he's he's engaging in other relationships with women within Microsoft. Another thing that I read, I didn't even put this in the notes. The way him and Melinda Gates got together was she came on to Microsoft as an engineer doing something 
he he propositioned her and they end up getting married. So, you know, him doing it within his job is his MO, right? Um right. So, as a result of this um this um uh, I guess uh, affair cuz they they both admitted and he admitted that it was an actual affair and when he stepped down from the board, I'm sure like many other people, I thought he was like, he's on his global philanthropy thing. Mm -hmm. So he's about to just go and change the world and right. you know, cure malaria and, you know, save the planet. Mm -hmm. But nah, he stepped down because he got caught up in some issues. Right, right. Uh, uh, this probe was about to start, according to him and his people, you know, him stepping down had nothing to do with this probe. But yeah, right. Come on. <laughs> right. Come on. <laughs> right. So, um. Uh, another thing that I think, you know, not I think people are reporting that was the straw that broke the camel's back with Melinda mm -hmm. Gates was the fact that, you know, Bill Gates was maintaining or at one point uh, was trying to uh, uh, foster a relationship with Jeffrey S. Epstein, mm -hmm. even after original yeah, allegations. Right, yeah. right, right. Not the recent stuff like Jeffrey Epstein's been in this game for a minute. He's been a pedophile for a long time. Right. And uh, according to the story allegedly. that I read, right, allegedly. But he's dead, so. Yeah. Uh, according to the story that I read that Melinda was aware and didn't appreciate or like the idea of Bill Gates trying to foster some relationship with Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. So I think, again, like I said, that may have been the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, but then, of course, they go through and announce their separation slash divorce. Um, uh, one of the interesting things that this is money right here. Yeah. Uh, Melinda Gates booked a private island at a thousand dollars per night. A hundred thousand. A hundred thousand dollars a night plus. I think it was over that. Uh, to escape the immediate press, you know, backlash as a result of this announcement. So they make the announcement. She jets off to this place and let things cool down. Can't find me. Right. Don't look for me. Fast forward a week. And then all this other news comes out. So all of that to say, you know, we have painted the media, regular folks. We have painted Bill Gates as a squeaky clean, kind of cornballish, nerdy, nerdy, goody, goody is sweet, you know, kind of like the, 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 you know, nice guys finish last type guy who didn't really finish last. You know, he, he, finished, first. he finished first, you know, found his wife, founded this great company. Got all the money in billions the world. of dollars, giving it all away. Cool. This is the this is the guy we all strive to be like, right? Well, come to find out, that's not the case, right? Big Willie style out here. <laughs> but right. But what I wanted to talk about as a result of all this, um, all that stuff could be true. The only thing that I could see. A major problem with is the Jeffrey Epstein thing. Mm -hmm. But other than that, for Bill and Melinda Gates to be together for this long and seeming her seemingly aware of knowing about the right, these activities, these relationships and them. I don't I don't know who we don't know what their conversations were, but apparently seemingly she was aware of or even approved of these. And then it just got to a point to where she couldn't take it anymore. Again, I'm just a legend speculative. Cause I, we don't know. Cause we don't know. 
I guess I wanted to ask. Well, in a, before I get that, in addition to Bill Cates, we've heard about celebrities, athletes, politicians. We all kind of unwritten rule that rich, you know, you think of Kevin Samuels, you know, the guy that speaks to these quote unquote high value women or high value men rather, you know, he comes from the standpoint of a rich, wealthy, high value man is going to want certain things. And if you are a woman in this situation who is attracted to these wealthy, powerful, influential people, there are some things that's going to come along with that, right? That's his whole, that's his whole angle. That's his stick and proof positive Bill Gates going, doing these things and Melinda kind of knowing or aware of, or maybe even you could say kind of agreed to these relationships. The problem I'm having is if that is the case, and if as a rich, wealthy man, you know, there's some things you're going to be able to do and get away with it. How do they mess it up? You know, <laughs> because I, I'm not understanding in all these situations to where the women who have decided to split, you think of Bezos, mm-hmm. you think of Bill Gates, you think of all of these athletes, like, like mm-hmm. a Michael Jordan, you know, even the late Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. you know, all of these athletes, all of these rich, wealthy, influential people have been caught up in these situations. And I'm curious as to how do they, if, if it's agreed upon, how do you then go and mess it up? Because personally, if I was in a relationship to where, if I was in a situation to where I was the type of man who said, Hey, I'm this rich dude. I've got, you know, if you want to be with me, I'm going to be doing some things. Are you okay with that or not? That Mm -hmm. in and of itself is an agreement. I may not like it. Other people may not like it, but for the people involved, if the person that I'm with says, okay, just don't embarrass me, you know, Mm -hmm. keep your stuff on the low. Then you go and embarrass. And then you go and embarrass. I don't understand. You got it all. That's what I'm trying. That's the question I'm trying to get to all the way around the world to say, if you've got all of that, what is it? to these men or these people in these positions that still go and mess it up. I just don't understand, especially with a Bill Gates, because he was had this persona. You would think he would you do have, a better he job. He had the good guy image. Right, He'd right. He's been married to his wife for almost 30 years. Over $130 billion. Right. I mean, you had everything, but I, I think what it boils down to is that some people are just habitual line steppers. Right. I mean, they, and and I think you pretty much gave the answer in the question. They already have everything. Right. So with these, I'm assuming, type of people, they're always, you know, trying to go further, do better, do something different. And when you have all the money in the world, when you have all the access in the world, when you have everything you could ever possibly want mm-hmm. or you can go and buy or get mm-hmm. whatever you want the only other thing is just to just go out here and just think you're completely invincible and i think that's what it is they think they're invincible they think they can get away with it so why not and i agree i think it was the jeffrey epstein stuff mm-hmm. that probably finally pushed her over 
I mean, of course, people had their suspicions about Epstein and what he did. Mm -hmm. But when it honestly and I, everything still hasn't come out because I think they murdered him. Mm -hmm. to be quite honest, because he had a lot of relationships with some of the most powerful people in the world. You got princes and royalty and former presidents and former founders of Microsoft Corporation. Right. You know, <laughs> CEOs, you know, political, mm -hmm. you know, officials, all of these high ranking people. And so it's like, you know what? If this guy goes to court, all of our stuff is going to come out and we got to shut that down. Right. So I personally think that's what happened to him. And I think for her, when the next set of things started trickling out about what they did to these young, young girls, mm -hmm. you know, as young mm -hmm. as 12 and 13, she was like, bruh, mm -hmm. and it's pictures of him with this guy. Right. And, you know, she's probably thinking, I got to think about my brand. Right. Because everything that she's done pretty much in her visible career mm -hmm. that we've known about, it's always been linked to Microsoft. Mm -hmm. It's always been linked to him. Mm -hmm. And so whatever blows back on him mm -hmm. as a result of this Epstein stuff, she was going to have that stink all on her. Right. And she's like, I got to get this stink off of me no right. matter what. Right. Yep. No, you make a good point. Uh, absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And like you mentioned, what, what do people who have, power, have influence, have money, have wealth. What do they want? More. More. <laughs> Women, what do you, if you already, if you already have, and this is the part that's burning me up. If you already have a woman, partner, whatever the case may be, you've laid out the arrangement, you laid out your wants, you laid out your demands, you laid out your requirements, and she says, or they say, okay, <laughs> I just would, don't make me out a fool. Just don't embarrass me. Just, what is don't it? have my name in the street. Right, right. And it's like, you know, sooner or later, which again, says something about that type of arrangement. If nobody can really, well, let me not say nobody. I don't know everybody in the world. I don't know what their relationship arrangements are. Maybe there are a lot of people who are able to coexist in this type of we are together, but we still have this open relationship, whatever, open relationship. you know, maybe there are more people, you know, but it just seems like the, 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 the people at the top who then mess up the arrangement. Cause again, After like you, 27 years, right. I mean, you were getting away with it. Right. Right. You know, the, the people who are, you know, messing up the arrangement by, you know, just don't make me look bad. This looks bad. You know, when you are in your job as the founder of a company reaching out to women in some dorky way, kind of like, hey, will you go out on a date with me? Yep, if yep, not, yep. you know, just forget, you know, burn this email. You know, <laughs> that's that's weird. And that that gets the word gets around, you know, um, it was awesome. It was eventually going to come out. Right. But you pretty much had this going on for 30 years mm -hmm. and it hadn't made it mainstream. I'm sure maybe their circle knew about it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Microsoft employees knew about it, but nobody was going to say anything because he had this cookie cutter, mm -hmm. clean, you know, background that no one would ever believe that any of this was true. Right. So and like you said, maybe that emboldened him. You know, I'm Bill Gates. You know, who's going to think I'm out here? 
you know, pimping in these email inboxes, you know, who's going to check me? Right, right, right. You know, um, but again, like I mentioned, I'm pretty sure there are many of relationships out there who have these sort of agreements and we never hear about. Uh, Maybe that's a good thing, but I'm I'm curious how many go both ways. What I mean by that is how many of these relationships, especially with these influential people, these rich and wealthy guys to where the guy says, hey, you know, um, I've got these certain needs and whatever, however they frame it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and he, and, you know, pr- pr- you know, puts this preposition proposition out and then she says, OK, that's fine. Well, you know, as a woman, I have certain Absolutely. needs and blah, 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 blah. So here are my conditions. You know, I'm curious as to how I'm many sure people that's a resounding. <laughs> no, unless there's a flip in the power structure. So say right. that the woman is the one with, you know, the money. Mm-hmm. She has all the money in the world. She can do anything she wants. And her partner, husband, whoever, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't have that level that she has. Right. So if you want a sugar mama, then maybe you're willing to put up with some things, which I'm sure the case in some instances, but probably nine times out of 10, mm-hmm. it doesn't work on the flip side. Right, right, right. Which is, which, you know, again, it's a double standard, you know. Sure. Yeah. Right. And patriarchy. There are some instances, you know, I guess, I guess indirectly you could look at maybe Will and Jada Pinkett Smith, their relationship to where kind of balance where they both can go and do their own thing again. But the problem is don't make me out of fool. Don't have me out here looking stupid. And (laughs) from what we can tell, there's always been rumors about Will Smith and certain people. But you never, it, it was never. He wasn't sloppy with it. Right. And then, oh boy, what's August April, Alcina August out here wilding? And I'm pretty Jayla Smith's like, yo, keep you, your mouth closed. And he couldn't. She and then. should have NDA'd him, but she didn't. And, and I bet Will Smith got all his NDAs lined up. And that's probably that face he was making on the red table talk when he was talking. He's like, you got me out here looking like a clown, like a clown. A straight clown. Even though I've been doing the same stuff that you're doing. Uh, but but I'm keeping it on the low. Movie star. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. You can't keep your boys in check, girl. Yeah. And it could be man's ego. That's probably why a lot of those relationships don't work when a woman is the one with multiple partners. I don't think men's ego can handle, you know, my, I can't, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my ego, my visuals (laughs) cannot imagine, you know, I don't, I can't. So do as, do, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I would never proposition my wife with any type of mess because I wouldn't want her to then turn around. I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. My Shut mind down. can't handle it. So I'm going to not even go there. <laughs> right. But yeah, that is, it is kind of, you, you got everything and it's like your thirst for more kind of messes there. You can't be happy. $130 billion. You just can't be happy. Mm-hmm. You got to be in the email inbox. All right. (laughs) All right. So that's all I got for the culture. Uh, We're going to move forward to the hookup. Um, I had a I have a lantern outside. I don't have a regular porch light. The previous owner of our home put a full on lantern (laughs) outside (laughs) (laughs) and it's nice. Um, But I had to every night, you know, remember to turn it on, turn it off, turn it on at night. And you wake up in the morning, turn it off. So I was like, all right, smart kit. I mean, smart home. I'm going to try to automate the process. So 
Um, I did some searching. I searched that, searched some smart lights. Um, I've got some smart light products, but those are not really supported as much anymore. And they're not home kit. So I found this company called Aquara, Aquara, A-Q-A-R-A. They make smart home products and they have a basic on and off switch that connects to HomeKit. So I purchased it. Uh, very affordable. You know, some of these smart switches, the actual that you uh, replace the wall light switch with, not the, the ones that you plug into. I actually replaced the wall, the light switch. Those are like f- anywhere from 40 to $60. Uh, the, well, this Acara, I want to say Acara, a uh, smart home light switch was like $23, $25. Um, so I, you know, I figured I'd go ahead and give it a shot. Purchased it. Uh, very affordable. Uh, worked, did exactly what I needed to do. Connected the home kit. The only con I have with it is you have to buy the hub. You had to buy like a hub that connects to your Wi-Fi via the router. So I did have to go out and purchase that. But even still, the purchase of that and the purchase of the light switch was still cheaper than actually buying a separate switch from some other places like um, uh, Insteon or um, there's another popular one. Anyway, I can't think of the name of it. Mm-hmm. So um, but the benefit to the hub is I don't have to plug it to the router directly. Some of the other. Uh, hubs that connect smart home switches. You got to connect them physically via uh, Ethernet cable to the hub. This just connected Wi-Fi. Uh, then it did exactly what I needed to do. Connected it to HomeKit. Now I've set a automation to where at sunset, turn on the light at sunrise, turn it off. So now I don't have to, you know, go through that process of turn it on, turn it off. So that is my hookup for the week. If you are looking for smart home products and they don't just carry lights, they carry Door sensors, window sensors, uh, temperature sensors to where it can de- detect the temperature in the room. All of these products, they are HomeKit enabled. They're also uh, Google Smart Home Assistants and Alexa Smart uh, Assistant enabled. And check them out. So we'll put a link in the show notes, but it's Acara.com. So A-Q-A-R-A dot com. So definitely check them out if you're looking for smart home enabled devices. All right, uh, Nika, if you don't have anything else, I think that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, we definitely appreciate everybody for watching, tuning in, listening and supporting. Uh, one of the ways you can download, rate and uh, review us via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, please go in and give us a like, give us some stars or write a quick review. It doesn't have to be long, but that helps us go up in the rankings where more people will discover the podcast. Uh, definitely you can engage with us on Twitter. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at SnobOSCast. Uh, definitely watch us on YouTube. Uh, we're at SnobOSCast. And again, if you're watching, definitely give us a like, drop us a, a comment, and be sure to subscribe to the channel and get notifications. Uh, definitely you can leave us comments and suggestions. You can do so on the web. We're at SnobOSCast.com. Or you can drop us an email. We're at SnobOSCast at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us monetarily, you can become a member of our Patreon for as little as $5. You get access to our live show, so you'll get to watch it as we record it. You'll get exclusive pre-show content that won't be on the actual show. 
and you'll get access to our community. So we definitely want to thank our Patreons. Yes, Lutron was the name, Charles. So just a, a show, you know, if you are a Patreon, you get to watch us live and we will respond to you live. So Charles, one be of a our, part of the conversation. Yeah, be, you know, he he uh, definitely dropped the, the name. Lutron is the name of the smart home switches that I that are comparable, a little bit costly. But again, that's that's the name of it. So definitely thank us. Thank you, Charles, for our for that uh, shout out. Um, and thanks to Dino and both Charles for being in our chat today and talking with us yep, as ab- we do the show live. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, if you uh, or but if you don't want to be a member of the Patreon community, you want to give us a one time love offering, you can do so via PayPal. If you go to PayPal.me forward slash SnobOS, you can give us a one time donation to say thank you. So other than that, I think that is it for this week. We are out. Peace. Bye.